0: There isn't a mother listening who probably can't remember the pains of labor and childbirth. Unless you were put completely under with anesthetic and as they used to do years ago. And I also suspect of those mothers who do remember the pain, none of you remember the total intensity of your piercing pain. Time and the joy of your children Help to diminish the remembrance of such pain. I know a wife who, while going through 27 hours of back pain labor while delivering our firstborn child, said to me, and I quote verbatim, Don't you ever do this to me again. Well, like our unusual birth last week, it must have been thanks to the stork that we had two more kids after that. You know the answer uh of the stork for childbirth takes away all the labor pain and agony. And today we want to talk about piercing pain. Back when you could get a a hot clean shave, a man blurted out to his barber, "Why did you drop that hot towel on my face?" came the reply, "Did you want me to burn my fingers?" <laughs> Who among us welcomes pain? In fact, There is so much in our culture that minimizes and and masks pain. It's almost as if there's an American myth that denies suffering and the sense of pain, as though they shouldn't exist at all, and thus a part of our humanity is denied. To be human is to suffer and know pain. But to run around pretending it's not there and avoiding it at all costs is to block out an essential part of what we are as created beings. The great theologian Karl Barth once wrote, If there is no great agony in your heart, there will be no great words on your lips. In other words, no pain, no power or purpose in your life. Or as my my older brother who used to beat up on me all the time, said when we were both grown and, and going through some difficulties in our personal lives, he was offered to say, no pain, no gain. A great teacher was asked, how can you teach people to love? He answered the question by asking a couple of his own. Have you ever had a toothache? Who were you thinking about while your tooth was aching? He made his point. When we are in pain, even if it is only the passing discomfort of a toothache, we are thinking about ourselves. The teacher continued, This is a pain-filled world in which we are living, and the pains that reside deep in the human hearts around us are not unlike toothaches. We go to bed with them at night, and we wake up with them in the morning. This is a pain-filled world. And so, at times, a loveless world that we live in. Most human beings are so tuned, turned in by their own pains that they cannot get enough outside of themselves to love to any great extent. That's why I'm not advocating pain as a virtue in and of itself. Pain for the sake of pain is masochistic. And yet, to treat pain as altogether bad, is to refuse to embrace the gift of life that God has entrusted to us. Parents want to protect their children from pain. That's typical. But at times, children must experience pain if they are to grow. There are so many pain-stopping products on the market, one can't even keep up with them all. Now, I'm not saying we should never take pain medication. I do myself from time to time but we dare not lump all pain into the same category, and we dare not avoid pain at all costs. Some pains are necessary to life and to our personal life. Yet, many in our time turn to drugs or alcohol to avoid and mask over dealing with some of the deeper issues and difficulties of life. As I understand our faith in God's coming among us in the Incarnation. I cannot imagine life without pain and suffering. And I don't see how life could have meaning without pain. Most of the great art, literature, and music of the world has been born out of loss and suffering. And so too with our faith. God didn't come into the world in Christ to take away our pain. God came for something much greater than that. Yet that's that's what so many people want from God. They they want God to pretty much give them a pain-free life. Our Lord came into the world in pain, and he died in pain. I'm going to come back to his death in a minute, but I want you to listen to the account of Jesus' birth. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger. Because there was no place for them in the end. That's it. In one short verse, we get the account. And you can be sure, in one long labor, with piercing pains and contractions, Mary bore Jesus. What is life, asked a Spanish philosopher, that begins amidst the cries of the infant and the screams of the mother? Many sermons have been preached on the manger and cross being made from the same wood. I say no. They are stories of the same person and pain. Piercing labor pains brought Jesus into the world, and he himself was pressed and squeezed through the birth canal. And like most babies, he probably cried early on after he was born. And think of him being pierced with a sword on the cross. We serve a savior who cried, knew pain, and wept, as we've pointed out on numerous other occasions. Not the no crying he makes savior. Portrayed in the popular carol, Away in a Manger. Mary knew piercing pains physically at Jesus' birth. And Mary knew piercing pain in her heart at his crucifixion. When she heard the nails being pounded into his his hands and his feet, and when she saw the spear piercing into his side, her heart Was pierced as well. Now, for those of us who are parents, that is truly seeing a child in pain. We can all relate to pain. You've had piercing pain if you've ever been cut deeply by a knife or some other sudden puncture of a sharp object. This summer, my hand got caught in in the wire spring of a tape gun. And I couldn't believe how painful it was. I had to go to the emergency room to get it removed. We've all had accidents of, of one kind or another. You've had piercing pain if your heart has ever been cut suddenly in a relationship. Pains of all kinds can, can slice instantaneously and often without warning. And yet, for all our experiences with pain none of us can truly relate to the piercing pain Jesus went through on the cross in fact he could not know until he was actually there going through it how horrible it could possibly be there were many factors in Jesus death studies have been done by doctors to to see what happens the human body through crucifixion and what happened during Roman times when people were whipped and beaten before their crucifixion. I was going to share some of the graphic detail of that, but it's just too hard to take. You see, we can't relate to that kind of pain, but Jesus knows our pain, and so I ask you today, what pain are you experiencing in your life? None, perhaps, or as I suspect is so often the case, it is our own pains, like the toothache, that cause us to turn inward to ourselves rather than outward to others. The incredible gift of Jesus' pain was that through him, God used it to widen his embrace of love and salvation for the whole world with, with all its evil and sin. When Jesus wept over Jerusalem, he wasn't feeling sorry for himself. He was saddened and upset over Israel's lack of faithfulness and thus a break in its relationship with God. And even from the cross, in the midst of enormous physical and the emotional piercing pain he could say of his executioners, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So, what pain is piercing your life? Or are you suffering any pain because you are a Christian? I want you to go to this larger arena, to, to God's, not just your own life of personal pain, to what Pain and tears are there. For when your pain and tears come, when you see injustices done to any others of God's children, or when you suffer pain when truly helping another human being, you become a blessing in the very best sense. The hopes and tears of all the years. The Scottish preacher George MacDonald said, The Son of God suffered unto death, not that we might suffer, but that our suffering might be like His. It was that great author of the South, Flannery O'Connor, who knew this discovery. You will have found Christ when you are concerned with other people's sufferings and not your own. Pain is part of life, and pain is necessary to life. God has created a world where pain is as much a potentiality as is joy. God doesn't cause or inflict pain in our lives. God does allow it to happen. And more importantly, God uses it first for our redemption, and then so that we can be part of the redemptive processes of the world. So the answer to Pain and suffering is no answer, but something more. As P.T. Forsyth has said, We do not see the answer, we trust the answerer. We do not gain everything, we are united with the one who is everything. Very truly, I tell you, said Jesus, you will weep and mourn, but the world. Will rejoice you will have pain, but your pain will be turned into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. God knows our pain and tears. Do we know God's? And can we align our tears and pain more closely with Christ's? Can we? Can we? Because if we can, then we will not have a blessed Christmas. We will be a blessed Christmas in the joy that transcends pain. Let us pray. Teach us to pray our tears, O Lord. Relieve us of self-serving pity. That our hearts might carry the burdens which bring tears to your eyes. Help us to cry beyond our own needs and receive our tears and transform them into the cup of agape love That love Jesus poured out before all humankind in need of healing drink. Amen.